pandemonium reigns. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to hanging out with your boys at Pandemonium Reigns. We hope you're having a fantastic week. It is Friday, 1 o'clock at the time of this recording, so maybe you'll catch us on the way home from work. Maybe you'll catch us on the way to the gym tomorrow. Wherever you catch us, thanks for letting us tickle your ears. we got some good stuff for you today. I'm Dan, he's Mike. Mike, tell the people what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about a certain someone, Braden Gall, put out a quarterback list, and we got some talking points about that. We'll We'll give you a quick rundown of the list here in just a moment. And then, you know, perhaps we'll maybe say where we would have had those guys, things like that, because it's controversial to me and Dan and uh, probably most of you, frankly. Um, And then we're going to talk about some events that could have changed the course of college football history. This will be Dan's specialty. I'm going to try to sit here and think and rack my brain and think of something that didn't happen in Tennessee outside of, uh, you know, outside of Tennessee with my goggles on. Um, And then we've got our opinions on the coordinator hires at Alabama. Mm. We're going to give you our thoughts on this beautiful Super Bowl that's coming. I am, I'm Jack for the Super Bowl. Just let me get that out there. I, I, there's no lose for me unless I lose a bet or something like that. Um, There's no lose in the outcome of the game unless it's a runaway. Uh, And we're going to finish um, we're going to save the least for last. Do you like that? And talk about <laughs> Tennessee basketball. The least for last. Oh, I see what you did there. And cause mm. I know how you feel about them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got some opinions. We got some stuff and I just want to go ahead and give the, uh, people a forewarning here. I got the sniffles. I feel fine, but I will be going on mute a lot, which I just did right there. So let's talk about this Braden Gall guy. <laughs> Who are who are you? Uh, and I just want to kind of like what Michael just said. Go ahead and toss this out there. I have some discrepancies. I have some issues. Michael does too. This might, might be one of the more ridiculous lists I've ever seen in my life. But we're going to restructure this thing. We're going to rebuild it. We're going to show Braden Gall, Gal, however you say his last name, how it's done. Okay. <laughs> How do you want to do this? You want to start from top to bottom, bottom to top. You want to, you want to start with his discrepancies. You want to, I like bottom to top on this. Let's, let's start at the bottom and then we'll get here. If you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So he, he, (laughs) 14 to one worst to best his, his worst quarterback returning in the conference is Brady cook. And how do I say this? I already have a bit of an issue yeah, with, with, spot, with spot 14. Same. And we were, we're going to have to pick, uh, I guess, reveal a little bit of what's going on in the middle of this list because my first question is, are you basing this off of what you think, what they have done? I, I just don't know what your logic is because it's so, it's so scatterbrained. Did he, did he allude to any kind of that on, on when he structured this thing? Um, honestly, here's, here's the disclaimer that I, I actually do need to give for this is I, I have simply seen this list. I have not heard the explanations. I've not looked, he, just, he runs podcasts. He does, uh, spots on other shows. I've not, I've, I've missed those portions. So there's context that I'm missing here. And I don't know that there's context that can make it better for me. Let me also add that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm missing the context. I'm assuming you are as well. Mm-hmm. Many of you may have come across this list if you are as invested as we usually are in the sport. Yeah. Um, and that's why we think it's a, you know, a hot take. It's it's littered with potential hot takes and discrepancies. So, yeah, Brady Cook got a lot of buzz this year. I mean, he was not the reason that Missouri underperformed or or has not yeah. built upon Drinkwitz's start at, at Missouri. He was not the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also, I don't even think the, you know, if you want to talk about who these guys were coming into their schools, he was not the highest rated prospect, I don't believe. Of course, right. the guys above him may have been younger. And let's also mention that there will be a battle there. Jake mm-hmm. Garcia went to Mar- Missouri from Miami. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, Again, maybe these are things that were mentioned if you dive into the full context, but the list to me is so, again, littered with potential talking points that you don't necessarily need all the context on these. Yeah, and you're, you're talking about the quarterback battle going on in Missouri. They've got a they've got a freshman coming in who I believe – or he might already be there. I believe he was Travis Hunter's quarterback out of um, wherever – I want to say Grayson, but that's not right. Um Anyway, where's 21 sticks out like a sore thumb because of that jersey number. But yep. he's he should be pushing for for time as well. But I you I don't have Brady Cook last. And it's simply because you've got and we'll, I'm going to allude to this without giving it away. You've simply got dudes that are going to be starting for the first time in this conference next season and I don't know how you have these guys ranked so high because you exactly. you, you must be going off potential. Mm-hmm. I I would move Brady Cook up. 13 also brings some questions. Uh, you could really go either way on this. They got Graham Mertz, who's going to be more than likely still not confirmed or yeah. solidified the starting quarterback in Gainesville, Florida, for the Gators. Yeah. What? I don't. I don't get that one either. I, I don't either. I mean, there again, like you alluded to, going to be a battle up until I would say even game one and two could be auditions for these guys, Mertz, Miller whoever else is around town in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be some audition time, not to mention a million practices, spring ball, fall mm-hmm. practice. There's so much time. And I just don't know, man. There's I, I, there's probably a few guys that we'll get to that I would put Mertz ahead of. Um, I actually don't know that Brady Cook would be one of them because I liked what I've seen from Brady Cook. Sure. But, you know. Like we're gonna we're gonna make our way through it and and I'm you know love to hear everyone's thoughts on this. Well, frankly, my discrepancy with with Graham Mertz is you're telling me he's a starter. I mean, Jack Miller was was the solid two behind Anthony Richardson going into last season before he before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he did in the bowl game. I don't think anybody did good in their bowl game. But Same. <laughs> if, at this point, of course, I don't follow Florida all that closely. But if I had to say, I would say Jack Miller's probably the guy as of right now and in spring, and he's gonna be this it's gonna be his job to lose. I mean, Mertz is gonna be in an uphill battle. I don't even know how you could say that he's he's the guy going forward. Exactly. I'm with that completely. Twelfth, down in the plains, cow country, Auburn, Robbie Ashford. I have an issue with this because I think Robbie Ashford's lack of success, I guess or however you want to word that, not living up to full potential. Uh, two words, Brian Harson. I mean – Brian Harson. even when you fired Brian Harson, you had a guy that had certainly never been a head coach before. They had just change and, I mean, travesty type things going on at Auburn. So, yeah, you know, that's 
Ashford might be in my bottom three. He might be. I'm not saying he would be. Sure. But still, you know, going to be a battle there. There there will be a battle there because there's a new coach, whole new staff. They've never worked with any of these guys. You've got TJ Finley still there somehow. I think he's been in college now for 40 years. Um, <laughs> so he might be in my bottom three. He might be a couple spots higher, but I'm with you. I've got issues. I have no idea really what Robbie Ashford can be. I've seen flashes, but that's literally it. I'll tell you this, pair him with Hugh Freeze, which is a marriage that's about to take place. Mm -hmm. I'm putting him above number 11, AJ Swan. That's for dang sure. For dang sure. There is no way that I have AJ Swan above. Man, he's definitely 13 or 14 for me. There's no way he's not. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a little bit of a a, uh, spoiler. It's about to get personal. It's about to get orange up in here. Soon it will get orange up in here. So to you know to have Swan in the ballpark that you've got him, I mean, d- d- tell me this: Did Mike Wright not lead that surge in the late season go of it when they were upsetting Florida and and winning SEC games for the first time in multiple seasons? Was he not the one leading that charge? How in the world do you have AJ Swan above most of everyone? Uh, m- most of any, I don't understand how you don't have him last. Frankly, uh, it makes it maketh no sense. I got none. I got- I got nothing. Um, and now I might I might be putting him above some of these guys who've yet to take a snap who are falling into the five and six range on this list. That's possible for sure. We're ahead of there at a fast rate. Yeah. And then and then at number 10, just an inch above AJ Swan sits Joe Milton. Yeah, Joe Milton. Looking at the rest of this list has as much or more experience than three, four of these guys on the list. Mm-hmm. And the dude closed. Listen, I'm taking the goggles off. He closed 2022 out playing the best ball he's ever played in uh-huh. college. I uh-huh. mean, doing things consistently that he's never done before. The yeah. Orange Bowl being a great one game example. Yes, he's got stuff to prove. I think having stuff to prove having guys that have never done it consistently consistently, or even started games ahead of him, that's some disrespect right there, man. I hope this list is posted in our locker room. I really do. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me because AJ's, or AJ Swan and Joe Milton took about the same amount of snaps. Um, and so so I, guess, I guess the best way to look at this, let me, let me scratch what I just said. Are you telling me that Milton is only better than Swan, Ashford, Mertz, and Cook? Is that what you're telling me? That's what that's what this list says to me. Unless there is, you know, again, not to go back to the context for too long. Unless there are massive, enormous craters of context that we're just missing. Sure, that's well, what you're saying. Let's say, let's say this list is based off their potential. Let's say that their okay. ceiling. You're going to put guys because you've got guys who've never taken a snap at five and six. Yeah. Okay. They have not done this. You're telling me a guy who who did what he did in the orange bowl against a really good Clemson defense sits at 10 best in this, in this conference. And and we'll get to this, but I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and say this now. What will it say about the scouts, the media bums who are all over Richardson, all over Will Levis. If, if Milton comes out and has a good two to three game, two to three game stretch to start 2023, does he not deserve to be talked about like a top five pick based on what Will Levis and Anthony Richardson were? I mean, is he not got the body top of Josh Allen? I'm, I'm asking. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm asking. 
I, like, what I, are we doing? Braden Gall, I got nothing for this guy. I, and, I, I, and, I don't know. And if, again, I think it's, we've said how many times how ridiculous to hop on those guys is, or, or is, are rather, but Milton has the strongest arm in the SEC in the country. Uh-huh. He can throw the ball a country mile. So uh-huh. it's not potential, I don't believe. I don't know. I don't know. And he was, he, he showed vast improvements in that Orange Bowl. So every, every time he took us every snap, almost every game, Vanderbilt being a mild exclusion because of the weather, he, he showed improvement this year all the yep. way around. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm, I, Michael will attest to this. I'm the first one that, that's still kind of skeptical on, on Joe Milton. Like I'm, I'm going to need to see it for a few games next year before yeah. I'm going, okay, cool. I'm in. Let's go. Let's ride. Yeah. Not, not saying that he's not our best option because I believe he is. Yeah but he's just getting a lot of praise. So I just don't understand what this list is based off because if it, if it is potential, how do you have Milton at 10? And if, it, and, it, and if it's what you've achieved, how do you have Milton at 10 against, against dudes who've never taken a snap? So I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get this at all. Number nine. Same. I hate this one. I hate it. I hate it. it makes me want to vomit, but I, I would say as of right now, if we're just going off pure quarterback, Talent, abilities, all that, all those things. I think he's too low. Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I agree. Too, too low. And with this one, it's like he's so low for me. Just looking at the list, he's that low because of the turnovers, because of the inconsistencies, the completion percentage. That what that's what it feels like to me has him this low. Looking at the list in the shape that it's in, in the order that it's in, because he. Still, no matter what, if his college career ends today, he has so much freaking potential that I just don't think he's gotten into yet. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a more turnover prone Milton before the accuracy settled in late season and things like that. Um, You know, I I think Rattler truly does have all the potential in the world. I'm not as big as fan or believer, but I mean, he's got all the tools and ability. Uh-huh. You mentioned the turnovers and stuff like that. What would a South Carolina fan, I'm going to put you on the spot right here, what would a South Carolina fan say to that? I think you know that. Like, I think you can answer this well. Oh, I know what they would say. They would say Marcus Satterfield yep. played, yep. you know, yep. Yep. player yep. usage, whether it's Jaheim <sighs> Bell or some of those guys, play calling, that's exactly what they would say. And there's an argument there. Yeah, absolutely there's an argument there. I mean, they they have eight and four was an underperformance for them based on the talent that they had and the schedule that they had mm. in 2022. So it'll be interesting to see because they've got to just gauntlet to start the season and they've got a cakewalk the rest of the way until Clemson. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I'll, I'll be looking at Spencer Rattler uh, for sure. But, you know, he has not lived up yet. So I think that's what keeps him down there in that bottom, bottom half. Yeah, yeah. South Carolina is going to be an interesting – conversation going into the 23 season because they lost a lot that schedule is going to be brutal it will be fun to rapid fire their schedule at some point it will let's not do it today but it will be fun because i need a minute to think <laughs> i don't want to rapid fire it yet loss 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 there i just did it boom uh <laughs> eight okay <sighs> interesting I, I have i don't hate this He's a more proven quarterback, but he comes from, you know, um, I guess you could say quarterback guru, offensive guru, but that offense just disappeared at some point in this last season. Spencer Sanders sits at number eight. Let's do this together. Let's pair this with spot number seven and Connor Wagman because I don't get that. How do you put him 
above Sanders? Are you talking about what you think they're going to do this year? I, I, I That makes no sense to me. I like Spencer Sanders. I, it, if we're just looking at seven eight, I've got I've got Sanders above Wagman or oh, Wagman or however you say it. A hundred percent, dude. There is no question in my mind. Wagman would probably have gotten a huge bit of disrespect, or you know, me tuning out Texas A and M after a certain point of the season when they mm. when the losses started piling. He is falling. I mean, any quarterback involved there is falling yeah. on this list for me. So, yeah, I think he needs to be down more. Wagman at least needs to be. I mean, at least needs to be below. Uh, Joe Milton and Spencer Rattler. I mean, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I like Spencer Sanders. Part of that is in my mind because of Lane Kiffin is going to use use him the right way. Let's also not ignore that there's going to be a battle at uh, on the at the Grove there in Ole Miss. Uh huh. Um, and there's going to be a battle in College Station as well. There's going to be a sure. new coordinator in Bobby Petrino, which will be so much fun to watch and see how that fails. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you have Wagman above. Sanders, Rattler, Milton. I mean, I really don't. But, yeah, I'm good at You at least flip those at a minimum. How do you have somebody like him above a guy who started all year in Spencer, or in, 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 in Spencer Rattler? Sorry, I realize we have two Spencers two in Spencers, this conference yeah. now. Wow, wow. How do you have him above Spencer Rattler? How do you have him above Joe Milton? How do you have him above Robbie Ashford? I, I – that that doesn't make any sense. That seven spot doesn't make a lick of sense to me. He was good for eight hundred and ninety six yards on the season, eight scores, no picks. But he didn't even did he get hurt? Am I missing something? He here? did. He did battle some injuries, and I think you know that was part of their issue. Um, is their decision at who was playing the position at various times was part of the issues, I believe, of twenty twenty two. But and I do think there were some injuries, uh, some time that he missed with injuries. There had to be with the low numbers there. Um, and it is impressive that the young guy didn't throw any picks, but he's not getting the seventh spot for me based on that. I tell you this, I'm gonna say this: as long as Jimbo Fisher is his position coach, I'm not a believer. I'm not. I'm I'm, with I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm selling that stock. Get it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think. I think we've we've said this before. Jimbo, I think, has to have the elite guy. He has right. to have it. And Jameis Winston was elite. He was generational. Perfect for college is what yep. he was. Yep, yep, yep. So that makes no sense. It continues to not make sense sitting at number six. Ty freaking Simpson. Are you yeah. kidding me? Are you yeah. Are you joking? I, it, he wasn't. Okay, let me put it like this. Now, I'm not saying that everything I'm about to say doesn't say that uh, – I'm not saying that Ty Simpson is going to be bad or that he – that he's not going to be, you know, uh, a solid quarterback going into the in, in the future of this conference. But he didn't beat out Jalen Milrow. Yeah. And listen, I just want to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid the rest of the way off for this truly ridiculous portion is you got Carson Beck a spot ahead of him at five. And I do understand that he played a lot more than a lot of these guys that we're talking about, the young guys, because of Georgia's blowouts and things like that. I understand he got time and he looked good in that time. We've seen guys do that before and then fall on their face when it's time for them to start. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen here yep. at Tennessee. We've seen it happen across the nation. Uh-huh. It happens. So Beck is a little too high, probably a couple, three, four spots at minimum. Ty Simpson is potentially seven, eight spots too high. I mean, how many times in the past, if you're Mac Jones, you're Tua, 
Jalen Hurts, if those guys get hurt, would Ty Simpson have played over the other backup at that time? I mean, That's a great question. That's a great I question. just don't get it. Milro is as limited as anyone's had at the position, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not particularly trying to knock the guy. I really not. Yeah, yeah. I think no, he's I a it. fantastic athlete, but what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a battle. There's yeah. going to be a new coordinator, which we'll get to in a minute. I can't wait to do. Yeah. I just, oh my gosh. I, oh gosh, dude. I just don't know. This one really baffles me. I mean, the sixth spot for a guy that, that, that couldn't beat out Jalen Milrow. Again, I ask, are we talking, are we basing this off potential? What we think they can do, what they have done, because neither one of them makes sense. Yeah, and he could be terrific. I will. I'll get that out there too. He could be fantastic, but it. I mean, I will again. This is something we'll get to. It just doesn't line up for it to be fantastic at the quarterback position and offensively for Alabama the way that it has been. Let me throw something back at you real quick. Let, let's All talk. Right. Let's talk Carson Beck and Ty Simpson just for a minute longer. You okay? So based off where they're at in this list, it's obviously not what they have done. It's what yeah. we think they can do. Correct? Yeah. I agree. If it is based off what you think they can do, who do you have above them that is currently listed below them? Above Beck and Simpson. Yes. Is the question. Yes. Listen. Uh, oh my gosh, dude. Ugh. Looking at the list, it, it's it's not as comprehensive as I thought it could be. But and this is partially biased because of either the kids' potential or the coach that they're paired with. Okay. But at, at least for me. Spencer Sanders with Lane Kiffin. Yep. And as creative as they are offensively. Agreed. Spencer Rattler. I was, was going to say ever, him too. Yep. If he ever finds that consistency. And Joe Milton. Look at, I mean, look at what Tennessee did. Uh-huh. If it comes together for Milton, uh-huh. he could be in New York City. He could be a top five pick. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I'm not uh-huh. saying he will be. I'm saying he could be. Yeah, because that's what we're talking. We're talking about potential, which is uncertain. Exactly. Exactly. I have, I have another one. I have okay. Robbie Ashford because you now have Hugh oh, Freeze on the planes. Fantastic point. Fantastic. So what the heck? What are we doing? And now you, it, Todd Munkin's on his way out, looks like, right? Potentially, yeah. I mean, you, it, still, it still seems 50-50, I guess, would be the way to say it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he could absolutely be on his way out. That would be fascinating at this point. I mean, it's February. And, so, and are you now telling me that Tommy Reese is going to, you know, just turn Ty Simpson into something elite? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give one little nugget of what I was going to say about Tommy Reese and him being the guy at OC at Alabama is they had quarterback issues as far as injury and some controversy at Notre Dame. And you see how they started the season in 2022. Yeah. We have quarterback competition in Tuscaloosa, no doubt. I mean, there is no doubt. There's no proven guy yet. I think it'll be Simpson, but that's up in the air. Yeah. So if – if they're inconsistent, if they can't get it done, and the receivers are not what they have been, wh- I mean, why do I think that that they're going to be one, two loss or undefeated? Why would I think that? That is, it would. It doesn't make any sense. None makes no sense. None, none. All right, we climb the list, and this 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 should be where the conversation is more fun. Yeah, um, this will be I, fun. Okay, so just just spitball real quick. <clears throat> Would you put Milton top five in this conference? I believe. Let's see. Let me just look at it real quick, real quick. While you're looking. He I'm would be say, six at the lowest for me. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. Because I was going to say, if he's not top five, I'm okay with that. As long as you don't have him below seven. Yeah, he is six at the least for me. 
I'm okay and with you saying he's six or seven. It is a tough thing to decide on where to put these guys. I mean, we're only going to learn when we see the results on the field, but yeah, he's no he's no lower than six for me. Yeah, 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 agreed. Four, Jaden Daniels. I look for him to take a big step. I mean, now, oh, now, yeah. now it's year two with Brian Kelly. Um, that pre- that weird pressure that was on Kelly this last year should be gone. He's a, he should have alleviated that by yeah. winning the West. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Um, I like I like I don't hate Daniels at this four spot. I don't hate Daniels at top five. I mean, absolutely. Hey, LSU is off the schedule. Go do it, baby. Go all the way. <laughs> I'm here for it. So uh, I like I like Jaden Daniels at that at that spot. You got any comments on that? Um. I would have him higher than guys ahead of him on this list that sure. we'll get to. Um, but I think four is super fair. Um, I, that's probably, I mean, five is the absolute lowest I would go for him because uh-huh. of the weapon that is his legs. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's a fair spot. I look for huge things out of Daniels because I didn't think he could get it done in the SEC coming into 22. He uh-huh. proved that he can, again, and he did a lot. So, I'm a believer. Prove that he can. I'm trying to get his stats pulled up here uh, real quick. Let's see if I can't find this just from last year. Kid threw for 2,900 yards, 17 scores, and only three picks. I don't. I, I would like to see that touchdown number jump a little bit, but, man, only three picks? And yeah. he ran for 885. Oh, man, I was thinking that was actually a little bit higher. But still, that is unbelievable. I mean, really, he – he kept them in games and won them games sometimes with his legs. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So with that, man, I don't, I don't, I, I'm like you, I, I could, I could afford to have him higher. I don't, I don't hate that Absolutely. at all. Yeah. Three. I need to not see this through orange goggles. Same. <laughs> I liked this kid until he picked this transfer destina- destination. Devin Leary, NC state transfer finds his way home to Lexington, Kentucky partnering, marrying, sistering up with Mr. Stoops. Liam Cohen coming back. Liam Cohen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like him above Daniels. No, absolutely not. At this moment, I don't like it. I think his potential is there. He's He's got a pretty dang proven track record. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like a winner. I yep. really wanted this kid in Auburn. I really wanted him in Auburn. He He seemed to fit that. That freeze, you know, I, th- I felt like they would have been a, had a good relationship. Um, it would fit that, you know, that that style of quarterback in in Auburn. I like that, even though I'm I'm, I'm tickled that Ashford seems like he's going to get, you know, the, the shot at this. Yeah. But have we not seen this with the Kentucky quarterback and Stoops before, like the Patrick Tolls and the touchdown Timmy or whatever his name was? You know, what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, I, I do, yeah. Um, I can't think of the name, but and it just kind of like this position just kind of like it gets a lot of buzz and then it just kind of ends in disappointment. It seems yeah, like. and and I'm gonna be super jaded about that position for Kentucky until someone steps up there and doesn't, you know, do exactly what these guys have done. So my question is that we'll get to all off season long when we preview Kentucky for sure. But what are they? What is Liam Cohen? What is a Kentucky quarterback without Wondell Robinson? Because it was very bad in the year that they lost him in 2023. And, you know, can Liam Cohen figure it out without a weapon like that? I think the running game is going to take a small hit um, because not only did their offensive line pan out in the way that they recruited it, because that was actually pretty nice. Uh They lost 
they're losing running backs. They have lost some transfers along the offensive line. What can they do to set up Devin Leary without those yeah. things? Now they do yeah. have two young stud receivers that if they pan out, will be fine. So maybe top six and seven is where I would go, but three is high. As of this list, as as far as this list goes, I would just be swapping Leary and Daniels, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, that's fair. I think I think Leary is the top five quarterback in this conference. He should be. He, and he, he should be. And he can make the case for top three. Yeah, he can. He absolutely but, can. But go ahead really, and, we'll and solidifying him there, I just uh, – nope. I don't know. I don't know. Nope. If it was if 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 the production and the stats and all that were were solely dependent on the quarterback position and not the offense coordinator and not relying on the offensive line to do their job and not relying on receivers to catch the ball and and all these different variables that this football game brings, then okay, cool. But that's not the case, right? Exactly. And exactly. Until this, it's almost like they have a curse at this position. And until they can get that figured out. Absolutely. I'm Which, with you. We had Jarrett Gorantano. I thought we were cursed. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Does Gorantano make the top 14? Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. We're not doing to do that. This uh, one's interesting. Second best quarterback in this conference, Will Rogers. Man, dude's been here longer than freaking Hunter Renfro at Clemson. Good Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also a guy that I think is probably, man, based on what they've done, Around that five spot, no lower than six for me. I'm not as high on him as I was because of because of what they did offensively, because rest in peace, Mike Leach. Yeah. A lot of changes there. They have lost every receiver that made any type of contribution. Yeah. And I know this is about the quarterbacks and not the receivers, but as my iPad falls over, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> gosh, I hope you're watching on YouTube for that. Wow. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to take me some time to put my belief back in Will Rogers, and I would have him lower for sure. Yeah, you made a great point with the 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 receivers they lost in the portal. You lost the genius, offensive genius that is that is that is Mike Leach. You hired the head coach. You hired a defensive guy. Who is your offense coordinator? I don't know his name. I don't even know if they've filled the position. They have. Their their staff is complete, but I still don't know to tell you the truth. So. It's unfortunate for Real Rogers. I like this kid. Yeah. Uh, if, if Leach was, man, still here with us, then I would, I might have him one. But I'm, yeah. In this case, two is just way too high. Yeah. It's, it's a couple, three, four spots high for me for sure. Yeah. Now, one also here, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me either because I could put, I would okay. I think what I would do in this situation is I would probably have in my top four Leary, Daniels, Sanders, Rattler, Milton, honorable mention, Ashford. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, wow, that's that's super hot from for Ashford. Yeah. I like you freeze as a play. Oh, caller, I do too. Yeah. As a, I mean. He look, should take leaps and bounds this year. I mean, look what he did with Malik Willis and yeah. I mean, okay. But KJ Jefferson, I you know, I don't know that I wouldn't have him outside of the top five. I, I just I just don't know that I trust him right now yeah. at this point with with the letdown that was Arkansas football last year. Not saying it's on yep. him, not saying that. Yeah, absolutely. 
there, but there's something going on there, and yep. I like him. I think he has all the abilities. I mean, he's massive. He can run. I, again, I just kind of come back to what what are you basing this list off of? You know, yep. I mean, because if you're saying who's the best dual threat in this in this list, oh, uh, okay, I'll take KJ Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, all, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, passer, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, who do you got coming back? Hazelwood. Who's, Dude, he's got to be getting he's got to be getting up there in eligibility. I mean, that's that's a good point. Well, he'll be back, but I just don't know who else you have. They lose their their one of their go to tight ends, uh, Trey Knox. I mean, they oh lose yeah, him. he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's just I don't have the trust in Arkansas to uh, you know to believe in KJ Jefferson's comeback right now uh, because I would say he he would be like a a comeback guy for me if he has a big 2023 because of how mm, not good 2022 was. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he's in my top. He man, he's around six. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let let's do this. Go ahead and give me your top five seasons unfair. Give me your top six. Top Go six. Ahead and give, give give it to me in order. And for the last twelve guys, I've said they would be in my top six. So, in order, <laughs> I've got thirteen guys in my top six. <laughs> 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B. <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to put any of these guys that haven't done it consistently up there. So that's your disclaimer if you're listening to this. I just can't let's, do that. Let's base it off what they've done. Yeah, returning the, guys, guys yeah. that have played. Yeah. yeah. All right, my top six. Boy, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Number one, I think it's Jaden Daniels for me. Me based too. On what he did. The, me, I, me too. I, it, How, I mean – how do you Coming not? From Arizona State not playing all that great. Exactly. Kelly, year two in the offense. You got guys like uh, Keyshawn Booty coming back, and you cannot tell me they're going to go two he, seasons and he not ended up let him. Oh, dang it. Now I feel like an but, idiot. But Shut so, down the but, podcast. <laughs> but think about what they did with, without much from him to start the season. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. They've Fair. already done it without him at times. So he's my number one, uh, is, is uh, Jaden Daniels. There's, Agreed. That's Agreed. Really not even much of a negotiable for me. Agreed. Jaden Daniels. It's tough, isn't it? This is tough. But it's it's not struck. This is this is not the right order. What I'm looking at. Yeah. If we're gonna go, man, I'm gonna go based off of the year that they could have. I think is what I'm gonna do. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm with you as far as a believer in this guy. I'll outline some issues that I have at the place he's at, but. I think I would go Devin Leary at, at okay. potentially at two. I mean, he's up there for me. He's three at bottom at worst. Okay. After that, I w- I'll go Will Rogers because I do believe in that guy. He's got an uphill battle, but his potential is really, really good. I mean, he really he's thrown the ball a million times already in his career. So sure. he's he's got all the potential in the world. Then I'm gonna go. This will be four. I think I'll go KJ Jefferson. Spencer Rattler, Joe Milton. Okay. Six? Oh, that, get, I thought that, that was six. Sorry. Okay, Joe Milton six for you? Yep. Joe Milton six for me. All right. Well, I'm I'm spot on with you. Number one, Jaden Daniels. That just that 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 that's crystal clear to me. Dude, yeah. It anything else right there just doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Yeah. Um two spot is a is a little iffy for me. Yeah. I want to go Spencer Sanders, but I'm not simply based on the fact that I would be basing enough potential and he might not even win the job. 
That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like Rattler's upside, but that's that's what got him in my list. There's some questions surrounding him, you know, all these things. So based off all these different scenarios, I'm going Joe Milton number two. I like it. I I just couldn't do it because of the long-term belief yet, but I, I like it. Sure. And and you know me, I'm I'm still a skeptic on him. Yeah. Like absolutely. I need to see it. But here's what I like. You're, this is your three in this offense. You brought a guy, you hired a guy's offense coordinator who knows the offense, mm-hmm. right? He's familiar with these receivers. He's comfortable with I mean, there, there's just a lot of fact. And and, the, and our schedule is very favorable. Yeah, it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Three, I'm gonna go KJ. All right. I'm good. Um, I'm with it. There's some there I have some concerns there, some questions there, which I've already mentioned, but I think he's I think he's a proven guy. He's a big body, he can endure a lot of things. I'm not gonna go uh, again with with Sanders just because we don't know. I'm not gonna go, I'm definitely not gonna go Beck or Simpson or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I think KJ is the obvious answer. Four, it starts to get a little tricky for me, but I'm gonna go Rattler. Okay. Obviously, based off of those things. And the reason I put Leary at five is just because he hasn't done it in this conference. Great point. Very, very good point. That division where he just came from, yes, Wake Forest was solid, but it was because they were scoring scoring so many points, right? Leary had nothing to do with that, okay? Yeah. Uh, Clemson, right? They, I'm pretty sure they almost pulled that off, did they not? I think or so. Did, or did yeah. they pull it off? I don't remember. Anyway. I don't either. Um, I don't remember how they did against Florida State, but like the, the that division's just not very deep, or and of course the conference's not very deep at all. Yeah. Interested to see what he's going to do in the SEC East. Um, six spot man, I think you're going to hate me for this, but I just I think the dude proved that he's a baller at the very least. You pair him with Hugh Freeze. Oh, I ain't gonna hate you for it. I want him to do great, and I like it. I mean. I think he's got the skill sets. He's he he reminds me. Maybe it's just because he's in Alabama. Uh, reminds me. And where's number nine? A, a, a bit of a Bryce Young factor. Yeah. Like if he could just learn, you know, a couple different things, like to settle down and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, I I like his upside. I think I think after the five spot, it gets a it, you start to move into the all right. What's their potential factor? Right. Uh, yep. AJ Swan, Mertz, Cook, Ashford, um, Wagman, Simpson. Beck, come on. I don't know how you look at it through another lens. So. I don't either. I don't either. Well, our lists are better. Oh, 100%. <laughs> our lists are better, but we've we've spent a lot of time on this. We're going to move on and we're going to talk about something else. Let's give me so we this could go on forever. It so really give me could. give me give me like one two tops events in our college football history that would have severely Change the course of this game had it gone another way. Do you have anything okay. in mind? Because I, I totally stolen this from Josh Pate, and I love this conversation. Yeah, no this this conversation, this type of question is why we started a podcast. Like these oh, theoreticals, yeah. these are this is our jam. Um, but the one for me, the one for me, and there's some homerism here. Deal with it. What if? What if Alabama hired Rich Rodriguez instead of Nick Saban? Oh wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, where would the where would the college football planet be if Saban didn't run it for the last 16, 15 plus years? I mean, seriously, where would we be? I have no idea. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, think about the the chain reaction that would have taken place or the domino effect if if they make that higher, 
Now, I think it would have gone different than his time at Michigan. See, I didn't even expect you to say this one. This is good. I don't think it would have been like his time at Michigan, but I don't think he'd still be there. Oh, I definitely don't think he'd still be there. I don't think the – you know, because the Alabama Athletic Department was a disaster when when Saban got there and he took control of it. Like, it was his department at that time as well. He's not the AD, but he kind of is the NCAA, you know director so um i don't think the old blood at alabama would have let rich rod come in and run three three five and things like that so mm. i think it would have gone different a little better than it did at michigan but man that would change everything what are the possibilities where excuse me where are the possibilities saving could have ended up his time with the dolphins was going to be done right yeah. i mean it was going to be over that yeah. was they they were not giving him free reign to do what he wanted to do as a head coach it was it was not going to happen yeah where would he pot what jobs opened up in 2007 outside of Ooh. Alabama? Because here's the crazy thing if it goes for another year, Fulmer's let go in 08. Yeah, dude, right? I mean, would, would, <laughs> would Tennessee have gotten out of their way and letting them control the department? I mean, would they have handled that right? Because we weren't handling things great at that time either. That's why it took so long. So, dude, I mean, he could have gone anywhere. My heart tells me that he probably wanted to be in the SEC at that time somewhere. So sure. it's just really fascinating. I mean, I don't remember the openings for sure, but yeah, I mean, that's a just that's a nuclear bomb on the sport. When did when was Tuberville let go from Auburn? Well, Chiswick coached them to the title in 2010. So I mean, I would think it was the 2008 season because I think Chiswick won it in year two, or was it year one? You're, you're, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what if he's on the other side of the Iron Bowl? Think I mean, about that. you're potentially staring at, if that goes another year in Miami, being at one of Alabama's rivals, Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, Auburn. Dude. It's not LSU. It's not Florida, right? Yeah. It's not Georgia. Uh, who are the other powerhouses? I mean, is he going to take Mississippi? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, he wasn't who he is now, but he was highly regarded. He'd just been in the NFL. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it would have been, it'd have been interesting. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I've actually got two, and one also revolves around Rich Rodriguez. Okay. Funny enough, but yep. not the same thing. If West Virginia actually beats Pitt in 2007, they go on to play for the national title. How? What are the what are the unfolding results of that? If West Virginia is playing for a national championship in 07, as opposed to, I don't, it would probably have been LSU, West Virginia, I reckon. Yeah. Or, or maybe, maybe, oh, I don't remember where LSU sat, if, if they were the one or two there. But I that mean, was their two loss, two loss title, right? Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they should be in theoretically over LSU, you would think. But yeah, I mean, that's, gosh, what a loss that was. I mean, everything came to a screeching halt. Yeah, I think at that point, if Rich Rodriguez is playing for it, I like his chances because you had uh, Pat White, you had Steve Slayton, you had dudes that were going to create problems. They just wet the bed against Pitt, right? And Mm -hmm. was that the year that they went on to play Georgia in the Sugar Bowl? Was that that year? I believe it was. I really do think it was. Okay. All right, so the other one I think is like the real one that I want to hone in for a second. If Aaron Murray incompletes that pass – in the 2012 SEC Championship game, somehow puts a touchdown uh, at the end of that game. Georgia goes on to play Notre Dame in the 2012 title. You cannot tell me Georgia doesn't run away with that one. Oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Alabama. Yeah. I mean, that's as, that's as close as a regulation game at that time 
can come. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And if you've yeah. seen the 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 documentary on Manti Teo, he wasn't all there that night. There was he was just, not. They had a, they had a, that was our Gosh. best player. I mean, hate that story for him. I'm taking oh, yeah. Georgia. So now, okay, you've got. Yeah. How does this unfold for the rest of Mark Rick's tenure? Are they going to look at Mark Rick in 16 and say, oh. you know what, man, I don't know that you're the guy. You haven't done it. Oh, but you have done it. You did it in 2012. You defeated a monster. You're taking one title away from Alabama. I mean, the recruiting is going to pick up for Georgia, and they were already recruiting well. Mark Rick oh, yeah. has now done it. He has done the oh, thing. Yeah. Man, the – there's no way he's not still there uh, until until health concerns became a factor for him. Love Mark Rick as much as I hated his time at Georgia. But, yeah, I mean, dude, there's no way they are firing that guy unless, again, the health issues came up, things like that. He he leaves on his own terms. The guy that broke the, the streak that was around 35 years at that time, uh, 30 years because it would have been 2012, excuse me, 30 years at that time, he leaves on his own terms, no doubt. Absolutely. And then Miami's going to be there forever if he wants to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, hey, one more. Don't hate me for this one. I won't. Don't hate me. 2009, the Mount Cody blocked field goal. Okay? Yeah. Here's my issue with this. If And here's the thing that, that I'm saying needs to change. If the players just realize that the ball is actually still live on the field and Bama gets penalized for Cody taking off his helmet with the ball being live – why did I don't know why that was just let go? The ball is live. It is live. Think it about where the game was played. Think, yeah, right. Okay, so Bama's not playing for a title, right? If that field goal goes through the uprights, which I think yeah. trajectory wise it was. I don't know about distance. It might it might have fell short. However, think about what that might, how that might alter Saban's um, career over the year if he yeah. doesn't get that title in in '09. Yeah, I mean they they might have. They might have been different in 2010 because I think you could tell that they, you know, were basically like, well, we've done it now. We, you know, I think they experienced some that you've succeeded now where you're at type things mentally. And they might have been better in 2010 is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But then, you know, the longer that you drag it out, the more awkward and weird things can get. So if they don't win it until 2011, boy, that's interesting. Which there's some, there's some debate on 2011 too. If that whole Oklahoma State, Iowa State field goal ordeal, you know, yeah. anyway, anyway, there's, 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 we could travel down this road and, oh, and this it, takes and this, all and this. year. Yeah. 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 Hey, are we going to touch on Super Bowl and a little Tennessee basketball and call it a day? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> let's, let's do it. We'll come back to Mama's coordinators. I think that deserves a little bit more of the time that we've already taken of you from you, the listener today. Oh, I forgot about that. I have comments. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Okay. Let's we'll do come this. back to it. Okay. Super Bowl. Talk to me about the Super Bowl. You tell me you're excited. I can tell you why I'm, why I'm excited. And it's a whole different oh, slew of reasons why I'm excited. Because oh, I'm a youth I, pastor I'm, and I typically have an event on this night and I'm not doing an event this night and I finally get to sit back and watch it. Yeah. GBO, boys. <laughs> GBO. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's one reason I'm excited. You know, a VFL is going to get a ring, whether it's Barnett, who's been hurt all year, whether yeah. it's Trey Smith, who deserves to win every ring that ever is made from here on out through eternity for the guy that he is. But So I'm mm-hmm. excited for those guys. Man, I'm excited to see Hurts, Mahomes go to battle. Um, I like the Eagles a little bit to win the game because of me the too. complete team that they are. Their yeah, defense is better. Their pass rush, dude, is elite. Filthy. Second all-time in single-season sacks that they are, is what I've heard. Uh, trailing the 85 Bears. If you're if you're second to the 85 Bears in something, you're dang good. Uh, yeah. 
Their offense has been good. I will, I will say we've not talked or, nor seen Hurts be pushed after his shoulder ordeal uh, like we've seen Mahomes be pushed coming off of his ankle ordeal. So it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs can speed him up. Can they hit him? Can they stop that run game? Because if you watch the Eagles, it looks simple, but they burn you. I mean, they just – they're taking six to ten yards with ease. I mean, or up to, you know, a touchdown. I mean, they, they're fantastic. They are explosive. I'm going to enjoy this game no matter what. I'm rooting for the Chiefs all the way, but I cannot wait to watch this game. I really just want it to be a barn burner. I want it to go back yeah, and dude. forth. I want I want an elite game. I want them to change their overtime rules before this yes. game starts, which they're not going God. to. I'll be happy with either uh, either team winning. I think the difference is going to be can the Eagles pass rush get home, and if they get home, I think that's enough for the Eagles to win. Um, you mentioned it. I like that pass rush. Uh, in order to beat Mahomes, it's not can you cover all the guys, it's can you get home on him. Yes. Because uh, he's he's elite. He's a Hall of Famer. So get home, and I think that's your difference. I think – and I don't even know if the Eagles are going to have to put up a ton of points if they if they get home, if they create oh, yeah. consistent pressure. I, I think your threshold might be like 24, maybe 27. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Sure. Same. I'm going to let Michael end the show. <laughs> I'm going to sign off. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll be here. But my buddy, my best friend, my man has not cut his hair. That's not what we're talking about, though. He's got some opinions on Tennessee basketball. And I do, too, but it's fine. They're just different. But you know what? He's a good guy. Y'all don't be mad at him because he's mad at Rick Barnes. Man, talk to me about Tennessee basketball. <laughs> Listen, we we broke the seal and we talked about Tennessee basketball, something we hadn't done until our last show, coming off of the Texas win. And then they go down to Gainesville against a team that's in the same shape longer, long further into the season that Kentucky was in when they beat you on Chris freaking Lofton Day. And you just drop a stinker. You take the lead with 10 minutes left, and then where is your heart? Where is that dog at? You you battled all game long. You built up a lead with six minutes left, or I'm sorry, 10 minutes left, a six-point lead. That's where the confusion is for this dyslexic man. And then you crumble. No big deal. You, you know, you're not going to go perfect. You're going to lose games. It's college basketball. You play 40 games a year if you make a tournament at minimum. And you score in the 40s against Auburn. And mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that the defense, because it's also taking a step back. Tennessee's elite defense, and I'm giving it credit here. I'm not making fun of it. It is elite. The metrics show it is. The opponents and their shooting percentages and their scores show that it is. Mm -hmm. It is an elite defense. But I'm not convinced that the defense is what held Auburn in the 40s. I think Auburn largely held Auburn in the 40s. You got Wendell Green, who has never seen a shot on his side of half court that he doesn't like. Who, (laughs) I mean, you got Pearl, who also believes that there is no bad shot. If you're not heavily guarded, then shoot it. That's his belief now. Now, yeah. I, I think that Auburn beat Auburn as much as anything else. Here's my quick take on the controversy at the end of the game. Yes, it was a foul. Wendell Green had already been called for flopping. He wrapped his arms around Olivia Camwell like he was the fire pole and he was going to put out a fire to keep yeah. it clean. You don't get that call in that scenario if you do those things. It was a foul, I think, even though Olivier was straight up and down. I think it was a foul because you, he didn't. In today's world of basketball, him, it is. He didn't give him room to land, but Wendell Green felt the need to to backflop. And I mean, well, the officials are in such a habit of calling that. I don't know why you don't call that one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the stigma and the behaviors of Wendell Green is why you didn't call that. Bruce Pearl, still a hated man in this sport for his actions two decades ago, before Tennessee even. So that's why you didn't get that call. You deserved that call, but you then had to make all three free throws to get it to overtime. Not sure they could have done that. I'm just saying. Okay, fast forward to Vanderbilt. Memorial Magic. I'm going to call it Memorial Garbage because that place sucks. Everybody goes in there and has games like that at some point or another. Tennessee has one win in that place in about five or six games as a top 10 team. One win, and it's 2019. Grant and Admiral barely getting it done, I'll, yeah, I'll add. I remember that. All right. I don't think Tennessee is a top 10 team, but because they were at the time of the game, they, they're obviously not going to be when the rankings come out. That was a horrid loss. Yeah. Tennessee's overrated, okay? The, and the bad thing is for Tennessee is the schedule is backloaded. You've got another game with Auburn coming. You've got Alabama at home, followed by Kentucky at Rupp. And then you've got teams like Arkansas. You've got Missouri on Saturday, who's having a fantastic year, who is one game, one game worse than you overall record. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that's going to be a, a cakewalk at all. Yeah, if no your kidding. offense doesn't show up, if your defense has another off game, you're going to lose that game at home to Missouri. I, I have no doubt in my mind. I want to go back, though. What I ultimately want to get to is that you. I still maintain this thought. You do not fire Rick Barnes. I think you do start hoping that retirement is on the horizon for him because these trends are just so – they're old to me. They're old. Sure. Again, you don't go out of your way to fire him, but I do trust Danny Watt, the guy that found Nate Oates at Buffalo, the guy who's made other hires before his time at Tennessee, I will say. The only guy he's hired at Tennessee to, that anybody knows is Josh Hopple, which has worked great. You play your cards here soon because these trends are getting old. It is okay to want more. It's not okay to think that you're going to, you know, fall upward into Kirby Smart like Georgia sure. did in football. Yeah. But it is okay to want more. These trends are very old and tired, and it has got to get better. I mean <laughs> – I think that's I think I think that's a fair argument because we now know under Rick Barnes what the ceiling actually is for Tennessee basketball yes. and yep. it's higher than I think we all thought. Yep. But this is the way that we kind of keep getting let down. So totally yep. understandable. And, and, I'm, also, and I'm an and I'm an endorser of Barnes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm I was on that fire Rick Barnes thing earlier in a moment of heat <sighs> and I'm not there anymore. But I'm saying that it's okay to want more. This team could still go a long freaking way. Absolutely. They could. I have zero expectation for them in the tournament. None. They could seriously, they could lose in the first round. They could go all the way. They have the pieces to do it mm-hmm. because it's also a really down year. And that is, that's why it's okay to expect more because there is no Duke. There is no North Carolina. There yeah. barely is a Kansas. And frankly, you've already beaten them. Not that you would do it again, but it's, it's okay to want more. Not the way Kansas it's is rid- playing now. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's ridiculous, just ridiculous for these trends to continue, for the offense to suck, yeah. for free throws to be missed and get you beat, for free throw attempts to be so down because you're not aggressive. It's just these trends are exhausted. I'm sorry. I, I'm, again, not calling for Rick Barnes, but something's got to change, really. Something has to. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Well, you know what? You did a fine job right there, my man. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm Dan. Hope you all have a fantastic day. Mike. Sign us off, pal. We love you guys. Thank you for letting us tickle thine ears. We hope that you check it out. We hope that you hit us up. Tell us what you're thinking. Hit us up on socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Pandemonium. Do your thing. Rain. Tell your friends about it. 
hit all the buttons, every button on your screen. I'm going to press it simultaneously. Do it simultaneously. <laughs> Not really. We love you guys. Thanks for checking it out. I'm Mike. He's Dan. I'll say GBO. God bless. Go balls. Pandemonium reigns.